We come to you today knowing that you are a way maker. We come to you today, God, knowing that your people are in need of unity and power. God, we come to you today knowing that without you, we have no hope. So, Lord, speak to our hearts today. Speak to our minds today. Let us be transformed and renewed by the presence of your life-giving spirit so that no matter what else happens today, we don't leave this place the way we came in. We seek your face above all else this morning because you are our great shepherd. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. Has anyone ever been lost before? That's a, that's a, a word, the word lost gets talked about in church a lot. And we, we, we talk about our, our, our cousins or our, our children or family or friends that are lost. But I, I'm just talking about has your, has your GPS ever gone out on you? And now you're lost. Don't know which way to turn. Can't tell which way is east or north. You are lost. Have you ever been lost before? When I was in college, I took a class in church architecture, and I was blessed to be able to go to Europe to study some ancient churches, to see how they were constructed, and the thought, and the theology, and the faith that went into building a house in which you can praise God. And it just so happens that on one excursion into the city of Barcelona in Spain, on our way back to Britain, I was with a group of other students, and I had only turned my back for a second, Yvonne. I was just trying to enjoy a donut on our way back to the airport and I saw a trash can at the corner of my eye because I had finished that donut but I didn't want to carry that wrapper all the way to the airport with me. So I walked over to that trash can and I threw that wrapper away and by the time I turned around (laughs) Chester read my notes. I was lost was gone. I was the only one around from the group I had come with. I was on my own and lost. I felt like a motherless child. A long way from home. Have you ever been lost before? Where where I learned to drive, there was uh, no such thing as traffic. I grew up in the country. I learned to drive on country, on back roads. Traffic, to me, was worrying about hitting a deer or a big old truck hogging the whole, whole street. So when I rolled up on Chicago traffic, I said, this must be some people without a shepherd, a flock that needs somebody to teach them some guidance of some kind of rule. These speed limit signs we have up here are just suggestions. 
We paint dotted lines on the side of the road to divide it in half, and that's just a good idea, some people. I felt lost by the culture shock of traffic. But I was glad to know that I had not been left without a shepherd. Still, though, sometimes when I watch the news, when I listen to the radio and hear everything that's happening in the world, I can't help but feel the grief of the Lord in my heart as I think in the words of Jesus. They are like sheep without a shepherd. They have no idea what they are doing. The words of the prophet Jeremiah ring in my ears. You see, Jeremiah, Jeremiah has a lot of Amos vibes, y'all. You remember Amos from last week? Amos brought us some uh, uh, architectural words like plumb line. And when Amos saw that plumb line in his vision, he knew that that was God's sign. That the things, the way things had been wasn't going to be the way things continued to be if they wanted God to be in their midst. Jeremiah has much the same to say. Jeremiah talking about shepherds, he's talking about leaders. The people responsible for making sure that society functions with justice for all. And Jeremiah says that these shepherds have got it twisted. Jeremiah says, you haven't attended to my people, so I am getting ready to attend to you. Now, I don't know the way that your daddy was, but... My daddy, I didn't want him attending to me. He, my, my father is a strong, silent type, and I liked it that way because if my daddy needed to attend to me, things were gonna, there were going to be some changes. But Jeremiah says, I will raise up shepherds over my people who will shepherd them and they will not fear any longer or be dismayed nor shall any be missing says the Lord nor shall any be missing says the Lord too many black folk in history have just come up missing in a culture that doesn't want to attend to the suffering of black folk Missing. But there's a lot of blood crying out from the ground. This is an old, old, old story. You see, in the Garden of Eden, one day, a brother came up missing. And God said, where is your brother? I don't know. He's come up missing. You know, if it hadn't been for some good shepherds, some teenagers, that fateful summer that George Floyd had the life choked out of him, George might have come up missing. It's been too common for the shepherds of our society, those who are responsible for making sure that everyone has equal access to justice, 
to fairness, to God's compassion and righteousness, have done what is evil in the sight of the Lord. But there are shepherds rising up. And so is all of that in this time and season is figuring out how to level up. As we talk with each other about what it means to be in ministry today, what it means to be good shepherds in our community. Are you ready to take your place? Are you ready to attend to God's people with justice and equity and compassion? Or should God attend to us? Will God not pass our way again as fires threaten to burn the, the whole, that whole side of the country? As the oceans continue to rise, as floods sweep Germany, I remember other old words. No more water but fire next time. Will we allow our community Desperate for a touch from Jesus. Just to touch the fringe of his garment. I hope that the words from our gospel reading soaked into your bones today. If you read that passage from the book of Mark, you can feel the desperation that people have to reach Jesus. The disciples can't be left alone. Jesus tried to take them out into the desert so they could have just some peace and quiet. And still, as soon as somebody knew where they were, they were being hounded because people knew that life was there. Does our community know? Are they beating our door down trying to get inside, just trying to touch the hem of Jesus' garment? Or are they like sheep without a shepherd? The days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch and he shall reign as king and deal wisely and execute justice and righteousness in the land. These are the days, God's people. Judah will be saved, and Israel will live in safety. But we have a lot of work to do. God has blessed us with the chance to work with uh, a very experienced minister named Paul Nixon, and he's asking us, challenging us to come up with our own questions about how to engage in ministry at the next level we are going to. Some of the questions on my mind have been, how can we shepherd well in a community that needs shepherding? You don't have to go too far to see people milling about. Looking like they don't know which way to go? How can we increase the participation of our digital partners? Those who are in this sanctuary with us now, even though you cannot see them. How can we help them say amen in a way you can hear it? What does it mean to be power solvent? That means, what does it mean for you to be a leader? He can't see me pointing to him, but I'm pointing at him. Yeah, you. What does it mean for you to be a leader? And how about you? 
He can't see me either, but I'm pointing at him too. You, sister, what does it mean for you to be a leader? You, ma'am, what does it mean for you to be a leader? You see, ministry takes more hands than just these. It takes, as I have, as I have said before, all hands on deck. There's too many sheep for any one of us <laughs> to herd them by ourselves. Have you ever felt outnumbered? <laughs> Andrea is an elementary school teacher. She knows a rough ratio when she sees one. Our solvent means we have all the leadership we need to take care of the business we set our minds to. Part one. Part two of power solvency means we have the finances to keep ourselves sufficient by ourselves. How do we do it? These are some of the questions that I will be bringing to our future meetings. What about you? What are your questions about how we become the shepherds God is calling us to be? Amen. When I was lost in Barcelona, I didn't care who helped me get where I want, needed to go. Because I did not have a plan B. If I didn't make it to the airport in the next 30 minutes, I was going to learn Spanish and figure it out from there. I didn't know how I was getting anywhere. I knew one phrase in Spanish. It was Ayudame. Thank the Lord. Is it, any trans, does anybody have the translation on Ayudame? First lady. Help me. That's all that I had. I had help me. <laughs> And I had my ticket. <laughs> so I didn't care who the shepherds were, but I needed somebody to give me some direction. <laughs> so it doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, what, you, uh, how, what you're bringing with you, what you haven't let Jesus have yet. You are ready. God is preparing you. God is going to equip you. God has somebody waiting on you. Yes. Are you ready yes. to be a good shepherd? Yes. Then let's pray. Yes. Gracious God, sometimes it can be hard to know what the next step to take is. But it makes it a lot easier, Lord, knowing that you direct the steps of the righteous. God, sometimes it can be hard to get the courage or the faith to take a next step, but it makes it a whole lot easier knowing that you are the author and the finisher of our faith. God, sometimes it can be scary to step out on faith, not being able to see the path ahead of us, but it makes it a whole lot easier knowing that you are a never-failing light in the darkness. So God, I pray that your spirit will inhabit this community in a new way. That we will lift you up. For when you are lifted up, you will draw all flesh unto yourself. We are about your business in this house, O Lord. Let it be so, now and forever. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.